Hello everyone, welcome to Comeback. I'm your host today, my name is Nick, and today we're interviewing Connor. Mr. Connor, the one who calls himself Connor, how are you? <laughs> Hello Nick, I'm good, I'm good, welcome, and this is a nice change. This is a nice yeah. change, yeah. How the turns have tabled. <laughs> Indeed. No, I like this new factor of putting me in the guest chair and having mm -hmm. someone take the interviewer role and considering you've been the stalwart of comeback shall we say mm -hmm. it's great to have you in that side so i'm looking forward to seeing where we go yeah man let's see let's see how this goes <clears throat> so let's see you've been interviewed twice already yeah right i'm sure they asked you like yeah uh, the typical questions and also we know about you right mm, we do this is your show things, yeah I, wait i guess we know about connor yeah. <laughs> Depends who Connor is. <laughs> we know about Connor. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, what, if, what if we ask, who are you? It's interesting you ask this, because I've asked the last three guests this question. Mm. And as I'm asking it, I'm delighted that I'm not on the receiving end. Mm. So this is almost a, like that Jordan Peterson clip where he says, gotcha. It, like, it feels like that right now. <laughs> who am I? I'm a human being. I'm... Okay. I'm layered. I'm I'm a male with female energy. Mm. I'm trying my best. I'm human. I have strengths, I have weaknesses, and I'm compiled into this one being, I suppose, that is Connor as we currently as Connor as I was labeled shall we say. Mm. So yeah, that's my name. That's generally who I'd say I am on a deeper level. I'm not sure where we want to start digging, but fire away. And what is Connor? Connor is, I guess, the label or the, the name that was given to me, which summarizes my identity. So it's who those around me refer to me as. And I don't really have any other nicknames. And in Vietnamese culture, I know mm. that their names symbolize things. For example, <clears throat> I can't think of an example, but there are lots of different ways and meanings of a, a name. Connor, I don't really know. I don't know what that symbolizes. But in terms of who am I, I think I'm a person or a human trying their best at any task that comes <coughs> up. A human trying their best at any task. Yeah. Where do you come from? Where do I come from? Yeah whoever or whatever you are my parents uh okay now we're going into a rabbit hole right because yeah yeah <coughs> when are we gonna stop yeah yeah because then where do they come from right? like, yeah yeah <clears throat> uh, where do i come from i guess i'm, I'm their offspring but yeah <laughs> i don't really know where to go from deeper from there like how far can we go we can go a long long way like where do they come from their parents and 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 their parents yeah and i guess like when we go through that rabbit hole we're probably looking for a different question i suppose which ties in which is where did we all come from Even, uh, i guess yeah eventually where do humans come from yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah and then we go into the big bang or god if you're religious or yeah any ways that have been brought up and <clears throat> it's a strange one i used to think about that quite often when i was a child and yeah. still in my teenage years as I've gotten older, I've almost tried to not be ignorant, but I guess you could phrase it that if you want to, but I've accepted I'll never know the answer. Yeah. And I'm fairly comfortable with it. So I almost try not to dwell too much, where if I find myself in that rabbit hole, yeah. I'll think, does it matter? And then I'll really think about it and think, if I did know the answer, how would it affect my life? And I feel like I'd get ah. over it pretty quick. 
does it matter? Maybe the answer is like yes and also no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. But like, so when you were a kid, like, what made you think about that? General curiosity, I'd say. I guess when you see everything around you, like parents and then grandparents, you know, I, I was quite <laughs> inquisitive, I'd say. So I would ask questions like, hey, <laughs> where did I come from? You two. Where did you come from? Oh, my grandparents. And I don't remember ever specifically asking that, but I remember thinking, well, where does people come from? Where does it stop? Because mm. I kind of think of something and then think of how that happened and that happened and that happened. And mm. I'd be interested in the lineage or the history of everything from say, human evolution to how buildings were made. And I'd always think, what, what was the starting point? Mm. Like, what was the initial thing? I thought of this with language, like who made the first word? And yeah. how, who made the first sentence, the first paragraph, the first book? And how did that all go back? Yeah. I always found myself trying to go down the rabbit hole, uh, especially when I was about seven or eight. I don't know why. Maybe mm. I was just a very inquisitive child. Yeah, because you were yeah, curious. Probably. But now I'm older, I generally try not to think as much about it. Like, I guess, like, our dead end is the Big Bang, right? <clears throat> yeah, I'd say so. Like, it must have a source, but we don't... I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just guessing it must mm. have a source, but we don't have an idea of what that could be. <clears throat> but I guess, what is the relationship between us and the Big Bang? Is there a relationship? Um, I don't know if the Big Bang has the tools or the reasoning to think about where it came from. Or like mm. what it is. Like, I don't think you could ask the Big Bang, who are you? <laughs> I feel like mm. it's just... Yeah, it just is. Whilst we have the human, let's say. I think I mentioned in the who am I part, I'm a human. Mm. I think because of my human capacity, I'm able to try and articulate something here. But maybe what I'm trying to articulate isn't available in language or words. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah like words have limits, right? They do, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I guess we are uh, the world's most updated animal, mm. possibly. Possibly. Yeah. The only one that can question stuff like this. Mm. Although it would be interesting to see into the mind of an animal just for a day, <coughs> just to see their genuine capacity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I observe my dog, my dog looks really present until triggered. And then it goes off and does like, whatever. How does the dog get triggered? At least my dog, like, maybe it hears a sound mm -hmm. by the door, turns his head, and yeah. maybe starts barking or something. But once that situation is over with, then he's back to. <laughs> yeah okay okay <laughs> yeah but um yeah i mean as far as we know we are the only animal that can mm, yeah as far as we know and sometimes i think that's a blessing like i think that's a gift that we have this ability to go through so many dimensions of thought of action of being able to work things out from that cognitive viewpoint yeah but then sometimes that's a limit <laughs> maybe a curse i think so too yeah because you can it sounds so simple. It sounds so present. Being a dog, for example, mm. yeah. It's like we use words, right, mm. um, to try to understand things. <clears throat> but then, what about when there's something we can't understand, and we just make a story to try to understand, yeah. and then we just believe that story? And is the story accurate? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Or is it just a comfortable story? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is also as damaging, you could say. It's depending. like, what do we actually know? Precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we actually so. know? <laughs> I had a thought recently that like, when we talk about the universe, we usually talk about it almost like 
Like it's something out there, like oh the universe, blah blah blah. But actually, mm. we're in it. That is true, actually. Like yeah. this is it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, we are. You know, there are the the quotes that you'll see of we are the universe mm. all at once. And like for example, you are everything. You are eternity. Eternity. You are whole. You are the universe. Mm. But yeah, whenever I think of the universe now, I also do think of it as out there. And it's the way we kind of process it as in the universe is just completely outside of us and out of reach, out of sight, out of mind, etc. Yeah. But yeah, really, if you actually break it down, we are all within this universe. It's like I usually like, would think of a, a picture full of stars and planets yeah, and yeah, yeah. supernovas. That's coming up right in my mind. Right? <laughs> yeah. But it's like we're in it. Yeah. Like we're inside of it right now. Yeah. And it's very obviously everything, if you're inside something, is very, very different <laughs> to when you're outside something. You're completely different vantage right. point, shall we say. Right. Yeah. Like we're in the universe right now, we're just zoomed into like a specific yeah. spot on this planet. Like a real, real microscope. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be fascinated to be on you know, an outsider if this is ever in any way, shape or form possible and really view the universe mm. from like a the perspe- perspective that we think of, you know, having the binoculars and being outside the stars, etc. <laughs> That'd be really fascinating. But for now, I suppose we have to accept we are in the universe and embrace that, I suppose. So I wonder, what is the relationship between that thing and us? We are in it. Yeah. Depends how we have to define the universe. Or you could even, maybe you can even make this a little bit easier. What is the relationship between planet Earth and us? Planet Earth and us. A lot of planet Earth, right, first thing that's come into my mind. Um, I didn't really expect this questioning, so this is just off the cuff. Um, This is all random, too, from both of us. Yeah, I like it. Planet has a lot of water. Are okay. we water? Okay, okay. It's a lot of land. Are we land? Planet has a lot of animals. We've kind of discussed the fact of the differences between a human and an animal. Planet Earth is nature. Planet Earth is. Planet Earth is also beautiful yet flawed. You could put humans in that bracket as well. Mm. And what's the difference between Earth and us? Probably again going back to what I've just mentioned, the ability to think, use words act try and have some kind of consciousness that's what i'm coming up with yeah like my question right now to, to myself is like uh okay so we're in planet earth um planet earth has a relationship with this person that's talking right now so where does nick fit in mm. do you mean does it matter if you're called nick or not for example if you're called connor does it make any difference Right, that's one thing, right? Like, my yeah. label is just a label, but, like, whoever it is that I think I am, what does that have to do with planet Earth? I think whoever you think you are fitting into planet Earth is just... It's like, yeah. whoever I think I am... Does that have any connection with planet Earth, or is that just an idea? I don't know how you can ever tell if it's actually you or not, Mm. or whether it's just an idea. It depends where the idea comes from. Because anyways, I I also said, who do I think I am? Yeah, why did you say that? It must be a thought. Yeah. Right? Like, Mm. I think I am whatever, So, so that's just an idea. But can we actually know? I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably never. <laughs> Probably never, yeah. But then it's like, so then why does it hurt if someone says, fuck you, Nick? 
I think because you've bought into the story that you are Nick, because that's the label. Mm. So you do take it personally. But what if someone just says, fuck you? Still, you still could get offended. You still could, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, then, okay, then it goes deeper with like, why does that hurt? Yeah. Right, it really depends on the context, I think. Like, say if it's fuck you, if it's just a stranger in the street, yeah. would you be bothered? You probably, I mean, I actually heard a story of a friend yesterday that there was a stranger in the street shouting this at people. Yeah. And he didn't really care because he was true, aware true. that perhaps that stranger, there was a reason and it wasn't anything to do with him. Mm. But if it's, say, a friend, a colleague, a family member, yeah. you know there's history, there's depth, there's something behind it. Like, there's some kind of, yeah, it's hard to kind of nail down in words, but it feels more substantial if it's somebody you know. It's like, um, uh, do you know Ram Das? No. He was one of the Harvard professors or scientists that studied psilocybin and LSD when it was still legal mm. but then the government made it illegal so they lost all their research or whatever and then this dude moved to India and met a guru and when he met him he had a similar sensation to when he tripped on uh, acid from just speaking to him yeah okay so then he thought huh, something is interesting here I want to stick around and whatever and he became like a spiritual guru mm. himself and He's American, right? And his, his name was, I don't know, actually. But it changed later to Ram Das. Yeah. What was it going with this? Um, we were talking initially about why does it hurt if you say fuck you? And there's a layer and there's a depth to it, such as like a stranger says it, it doesn't matter, but it was someone you right. know. Ram Das um, said, if you think you're enlightened, go spend two weeks with your family. <laughs> we spoke about this back in December. <laughs> or was it December? It was December and then June when you came back, because that's basically mm. what you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when I went back home yeah. in December, for like a whole month, I was just stuck in my, let's say, egoic thoughts. Yeah. Like, just seeing my family after three years, and spending time with my mom, which I did on purpose. To test be, you. <laughs> because that was like, yeah, that was like my test. Yeah. And all the triggers and everything. And after a month, I was like, oh my God, I've been so like, uh, just in my head yeah. about this whole thing. Or uh, how was it for you when your family came here? It was interesting. It's where I thought, I don't know how it would feel if I went back home. Mm. If that makes sense. I'd go back home and I'd think, I don't know if the, the whole environment there suits me or not. I'm not sure if I've evolved from my 22-year-old self or my 19-year-old self, which I wasn't particularly fond of. So in terms of specific triggers, I'm struggling to pinpoint anything. I think it was maybe just working out who I was. Going back to the first question <laughs> of this podcast, I was thinking, who the fuck am I actually? And it depends on what eyes and what lens. And <clears throat> I, yeah, I'm unsure. Yeah, I'm unsure where I stand really. <clears throat> I guess in my place, like within the planet, as we're talking about. So <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to say really. Hmm. Have you ever spoken with somebody and thought for a second, like, am I talking to myself? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. No. You mean that because they, they're radiating the same thing back at me or, or I'm, I'm pointing out something in them that really is in me. Is it that? <laughs> is it that? Um, how about just like at this table? Like, so right now it's uh, Connor, myself and our friend Hung. There's three people here. Like, at our very core, at the very core of all of us, uh, like what do you feel is at the very core of us? The very core of us. <clears throat> beyond the feelings, beyond thoughts, beyond all that, like at the very core of us. Human? 
That's a human. I could be pretty confident in nailing that, I'd say. Okay, but okay, so let's say that I died right now. I, I would mm. be just like a lifeless piece of flesh. Sure. I guess that's still human, right? But then something mm. would be there'd be I a soul missing. Something yeah. would be different. Yeah. I okay, mean, you said okay, you said soul. Okay, uh, what what is that? Yeah, good question. <clears throat> I feel like the soul is almost the essence of the person. Okay, so yeah. do you think our essence is different? Like the, our My essence. essence versus your essence versus one's yeah. essence. Or, um, or, or is essence just essence? Probably, yeah. I'm trying to work out the actual definition of essence. I'm guessing it's just... This is where I have to use my, real, my language skills. <laughs> use the English degree <laughs> side. Uh, the whole... It might be similar to like... So we use different machines in the house, right? Yeah. Is there a different electricity in each machine or is electricity just electricity? Uh, something I've never pondered. I probably, from my perspective, I'd say electricity is pretty, pretty much across the board, pretty same. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about any different kinds of electricity. Yeah, I don't have the knowledge to really comment, but that's just my view. Mm. Uh. <laughs> or uh, remember what uh, Guy said at the other thing? Like, imagine like a piece of paper with a bunch of holes, and someone has a flashlight behind it, mm. and then. Let's say there's 10 holes, right? You'll see 10 different lights. But when you r remove the paper, there's just light. There's just light. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so I wonder if it's something like that. Yeah, maybe. If because if that's true, like, mm. then at the at our very essence must be more similar than we thought. Probably, probably. I don't know if this re relates to human values or not, or human. I think it goes beyond that. I think, it's, values. I think it's the place where values exist. Mm. It's your awareness, right? Like, we each have awareness. Mm. Like, we each have awareness. We each have minds with different content. Yeah, exactly. But we have yeah. minds. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But it depends how that mind was formed or how it was bred, let's say. You know, in the first few years. Okay. Then, like, it's funny because I've, I've been listening to some Krishnamurti for this whole week. Sure. Uh, <laughs> because, like, um, you see how your mind is formed, right? Hmm. But we all have awareness. Is your awareness formed by your family, by your environment, or is, is your awareness just awareness? I think it's definitely influenced by the environment and the family and whatever you subject yourself to. Like your ideas are influenced, right? Yeah. But I mean just the awareness Okay. okay. that can see the ideas. Um, I guess the awareness is literally only you whatever you are, going back to that question. Mm, 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 so it probably mm, can't mm. actually be formed. Uh, <laughs> just only <clears throat> influence, let's say, for one of a better word. Influence, right? I think so too. Yeah, but not actually formed. Yeah. It makes me wonder about how much of your personality, if we can call it that, personal reality, is formed or if it's created, by, or influenced, sorry, not created, influenced by others around you, like how much of it is innate. This yeah. is not, yeah. I do, I do wonder this. I don't know. I don't know the answers. <laughs> yeah, true, I don't know. It does seem like kids, like, uh, inherit genes from their parents, which include personality, too. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. so. I, I think so, yeah. But then I know a lot of people who have, like, je le legitimately rebelled against what their parents have taught them or mm. what sort of personality traits they see because they don't want to continue that lineage. I don't know exactly when you get that awareness that you do or don't want to do something or mm. how much of it is naturally subconsciously programmed into into you or picked up on or consumed. I don't know. Also thinking about animals, like even animals have personalities mm. and different personalities. You could have two 
cats that are brothers and they have different personalities. Mm, potentially. And nobody yeah. and like nobody can feed their thoughts with words to influence them. Yeah, I guess it goes to that adage of we're all unique. Because right. Yeah, yeah. Again, like I could have the exact same upbringing to you, like identical twins do. Mm. They'll have the same upbringing, but one will think a completely different way to another. And I'm sure there've been studies on this with research that far outdates what I'm about to mention. But yeah, literally, I feel like that would be a clear indication that we're all unique. If people with the same upbringing and conditioning can come to completely different conclusions, mm. it goes back to the fact that our awarenesses are always so uniquely different. And that's where we can, I guess, get to understand ourselves better, a more deeper human level. Like when I saw my brother back in my hometown in December and I really analyzed him, I was like, this dude is a lot like me, but a little different. So, <laughs> it, so I felt like we have the same ingredients but different proportions. Yeah. Because I was like, I have that trait, but a little bit less, and this other trait, but a little bit more. Like, yeah, this it's really weird. <laughs> like, he's so similar to me, but the the proportions are different. Yeah, I feel like it's the same with all of them. That was really cool. Mm. So that, yeah, it's true, man, we're really unique. I can't remember, like, do twins have different fingerprints? Do they? They do. They do, they do. We've got Hong here as Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yes, dude. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to provide us with facts. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, I've not really researched twins that much. The, the main story that sticks out, I probably quoted this on the podcast several times throughout the two years, nearly. It's the story of two, I, can't remember, I think they're twins, or they're two sons who grew up with an alcoholic father. Mm. And uh, they're both asked a question. One becomes an alcoholic. One mm. never t- touches a, a drop in his life. And they both asked the question of, like, you know, why did, why did you make your choice? Or why are you the way you are? And they both answered, I followed my father. So it just goes to show that one followed his father and thought, right, well, I'll be an alcoholic too. Yeah. And one watched that and thought, no, I won't touch a drop. Just depends on your perspective. True. Yeah. I'm not sure if that relates to, to the twins. It's just kind of what's been coming up. It's been in the back of my mind as we're having this conversation about what is yours, what is conditioned and whatnot. Mm. There was like a, a pretty messed up experiment that happened. I saw on Netflix. I forget what the show was called, but there were triplets, mm. and the triplets were separated as babies, and given to different families. And when that happened, the I guess the psychologist that worked at the what do you call it orphanage? Yeah, uh, stayed in touch with all three families to see how the kids grew up. And uh, I guess what they found was that. Each kid uh, learned how to deal with stress according to how their parents treated them. Oh. And they all had three different experiences of parents. Right? Yeah, of course. And they all had different ways of dealing with stress. That's fascinating. And the crazy part is that the three of them found each other when they were about 19, I think. Shit. <laughs> and they were like, oh shit, I have a, I have a twin. I have yeah. a triplet. Like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. There are many weird stories like that. <laughs> the crazy part is that they opened a business as the three brothers opened a restaurant and something happened in the restaurant. I think maybe it, it, the business failed or something. And one of them got so stressed that he committed suicide. Uh-huh. And the other two didn't. And the one that did commit suicide, he came from a family that treated him, or the, the dad didn't really show love to him. Mm, okay, okay. And he didn't know how to deal with that stress. Right, I see. Yeah, it's just fascinating how we all see things in a different capacity. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did we, did we come to the conclusion like a few minutes ago that we're just awareness? I think so. I think so, yeah. As we were 
meandering through the maze of the rabbit hole and human consciousness, I'd probably say we are. Look, let me ask you this question that I... <clears throat> this is how Krishnamurti starts his conversation with uh, Dr. David Bohm, right? He says, has humanity taken a wrong turn and where? What do you think? Has humanity taken a wrong turn and where? Firstly, it's broad. I'm trying to like narrow it down to a specific area of wrong turn mm. and where it would be. Hmm. Like thinking about the world right now, it seems to be kind of like in a, I don't want to say self-destruction mode, but mm. but it feels like we are hurting the planet. Yeah. It does feel like that. If we go into like, the climate change of it, yeah, most likely. There are certainly issues there that we could be. Is the question, how did we get so selfish? Is that the question? I guess if we were to look into that, we talk about, it depends on which country you visit. You know, if we talk about like the planet as a whole, mm. you know, if I, from what my belief is, from what I've heard, and I've not been to experience firsthand, so this is just coming from knowledge I've consumed, I suppose. Mm. A lot of countries, third world, will be more inclined to try and benefit the other. Like this, these old adages of love thy neighbor still apply. Mm. And there was some, I, I learned this from Lost Connections. There was some kind of study done of happiness between uh, two Asian countries, two Western countries. Mm. So I'm pretty sure it's Japan and the States, but right, this, is kind of, this isn't gospel truth, so we'll, we'll yeah. look at it after. And Japan and the States, when they were talking about happiness and how to define it, the Japanese were always leaning more towards helping others. So when mm. they gave their, you know, their top few answers, they all had some kind of inkling towards helping the collective, whilst the States was about the individual. And therefore Japan seemed to have more of a high happiness level because that's where they went to. Mm. And I guess if we say it's humanity selfish, if we kind of go down that area of where we've gone wrong, and mm. if we've gone wrong, is it selfish? Possibly trying to convince us that we need more. We need more for ourselves. We'll mm -hmm. be better, quote unquote, we'll be enough, we'll be more if we have this, if okay. we have that, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now that makes me ask, um, how did humans become so convinced that we're not enough? Um, how did we become convinced that we're incomplete? Like, why? Yeah, I can give modern examples. And when I'm thinking of modern examples, I'm thinking of advertising, of media, right. of TV, of social media, of comparison culture. Mm. But we have to start like when. Because, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, did, did marketing create the idea that we're not enough or are they just feeding what was already there? Mm, yeah, exactly. Like, where did this begin? Yeah. Because I can only really talk from... I guess my own experience in 1997 when I was born, but before that, you know, I can, I can do some kind of research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the question. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because when we talk about humanity, we're talking about a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Not just the, not just the 25 years I've been here and not just the 100 before that even. Okay, how about this? If you think that you're incomplete, does that imply that you think you know who you are? and that that person is incomplete? Um, because if you said, I don't know who I am, then how could you be incomplete? Exactly. If you yeah, don't know, yeah. you, then, then you would just say, I don't know. Yeah. 
I guess, it, do you really think you need that thing to complete you? It's if, for example, you want to get a great career because that will make you complete, just as an example. How do you know that career will make you complete? Mm. And what is it about that career that's going to complete you? Like, why is the jigsaw yeah. Yeah, here and the career is... Or even a person. Yeah, exactly. Another person. Yeah, that's, a, that's a probably a better example for another person. That's, that's also, we've spoke about this before, it gets conditioned into you through like media and entertainment of, oh, I'm not complete without you, etc. Yeah, like every yeah. movie, every yeah. song yeah. on the radio, like makes everyone sing and like affirmations, exactly. like, yeah, yeah. I need you, yeah. I can't breathe without yeah, you, yeah, yeah. shit, like you then actually... When you <laughs> sing it, yeah, yeah. Then when you sing it, that's, you know, it's going to the subconscious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like mood music. I've been picking up on that the last couple of years, but it took me a while to, yeah. So I just wonder, how did that first to begin I wonder we might have to go down the rabbit hole again and it might be a case of not knowing because yeah I'm trying to think even when media came about like what was really around before the media that could give you know it's a strange one I did a journalism degree but here I am mm. implying that media is <laughs> the problem I don't know maybe I'm <laughs> I think let's go a little further okay yeah, yeah. further than the media before. there must have been something there must have been some kind of imbalance or there must have been some Fear, there must have been some unhappiness, there must have been something. It's like um, things in the, let's say, physical world can be complete or incomplete, right? Like yeah. I can cut this table's leg off and it will be incomplete. Mm -hmm. Obviously incomplete. But why do we think psychologically that we are incomplete? Why do we think that? How would that, I, just, I wonder how would that start in humanity? Yeah, exactly. Especially across cultures and across countries yeah. and... It's like a common thing, right? Precisely, like, yeah. Like things out here can be incomplete, but why do we psychologically think that we can be incomplete? I guess, right, what I'm coming up with is like, when I always think about where psychological uh, inadequacies come from, you can say parents or environment, but something would have had to happen to create that. So again, we'll go back and back and back, and I'm not sure if we'll ever find the one person who started the, oh, yeah. the disease. Yeah, yeah, we'll never we find say. that yeah, exact yeah. person, yeah. yeah. Just wondering how it started. And then also, what about when someone tries to become more complete? Mm. Isn't that also implying the incompleteness? Yeah, yeah, it's almost magnifying the fact that you're not complete. Yeah. So like, isn't like, trying to become more complete isn't that a trap in itself yeah yeah i feel like we're being led into a trap yeah so it's tricky when you'll see things such as strive for excellence and try and be better and try to develop it's like right how so it seems yeah. like self-development is an illusion yeah. if, if that's true if that's true yeah, yeah which i don't know where i stand on that to be honest with you mm. because there's something innate in us which enjoys progressing and trying to evolve Right, uh, especially on goals. The thing that thinks it's getting better. Yeah, <laughs> but even then, if I can, I'm looking at this from an alternative point, I'd never try and. For example, you want to lose weight and go to the gym. Yeah, you don't say, "I oh, know you're already enough." Like, there's nothing wrong. I think with trying to. Oh yeah. Yourself, yeah. 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 But I wonder, just like. But then it goes back to who are you, right? Yeah, like, yeah, are you the body? Yeah, as long as you don't attach yourself to the ideal of that, yeah. Or try and identify with losing weight or getting a career or getting a partner. As long yeah. as you don't attach your self-worth and your identity, Nick yeah. or Connor or Huang or whoever, then I think it's okay to try and develop yourself. But 
again, it goes back to the reasoning. And mm. having some kind of awareness is pretty important as a foundation block. Mm. Where if you're doing it because you want to improve who you are, because you know who you are, yeah. then it's useful. But then how do you know who you really are? Yeah, then, right, then, then yeah. answer the question, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you know who, who are you? Yeah, yeah. I think the, what I answered the very first question of the pod was, who am I? I said, I'm human. I'm, I have strengths and weaknesses. I'm trying my best. I think those are the things that I'm coming up with right now. Yeah. So like I wonder if you are the human or if you are the awareness that's in the human. I'm probably the awareness. <laughs> <laughs> possibly, yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe the human's like your vehicle. Possibly. Your, yeah, your yeah. rental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like you can only work with the tools you're given. And if I'm the awareness and this is my human, I'm trying my best to drive it to the most capable of my ability mm. and see where I end up. I wonder if we have all the tools we need and they just appear when we're in that challenge. Hmm. So that quote about the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Yo. Yeah, but the teacher is <laughs> the body. <laughs> yeah, the teacher is the awareness. Hmm. I think we're on the right track. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. What do you think, Hong? <laughs> Any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, but like recently I've been like questioning a lot about my myself and the mind. I've been like digging deeper into the mind. I just I like right now I just believe one thing that we cannot believe like everything that I say. True. Like, yeah. <laughs> like some sometimes it's 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 scared, like it gets scared and it just often play the defend mode, like what if but like sometimes we like it's scared but we we do it anyways, right? Yeah. Like uh I feel like in my mind um, it will try to trigger itself, right? When there's something like a habit that I know I should not do, it will start to throw thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. And like, the more thoughts you have about something, the more you start to move in that direction, right? So yeah. it just starts to shoot thoughts of the do 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 shoot these thoughts, and I have to like counter with something, or think of a way to take power away from these thoughts. And it's like a game, right? It is, yeah, yeah. I've got a good strategy of when you get. Thoughts like that, I'll think a bit of my favourite football team, Manchester United, and I'll imagine one of the defenders heading the ball away or kicking the ball away or just getting rid of the danger. Mm. So like the, the danger is the thought getting into my subconscious, such as you're not good enough. And the the block to that is very funny. It's like Nemanja Vidic heading it away from, <laughs> the, from like the goal line. And it sounds silly and trivial, but it's great. It's very effective because suddenly then it turns into quite a fun game where previously thoughts such as I am not good enough you know, really harm you and you see those thoughts and you, you know, you crumble in their presence and you actually believe them and you take them personally. But if you don't know who you are, then if someone says you're not enough, it wouldn't have any meaning, right? Even if it's your own mind. Yeah. True. true. Then it would, it would be not valid. Yeah. Then you just have to detach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, something came up recently, like, uh, like awareness cannot be more complete or less complete or staying like Awareness is just awareness. It just is what it is. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. untouched all the time. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. And it's always there, right? It's like, like when you meditate, you're becoming one with that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, what, that's why they say, like, when you really, really meditate, then the meditator is gone. Yeah. It's just awareness. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. So, that, so that, that must be there all the time, even when we have our eyes open. Yeah, exactly. So that has to be... To be dang- let's be careful now. It would be smart... It would be practical to do that, right? Like, 
uh, Krishnamurti says that people would tell, would tell him like the stuff you're talking about like it's so it's not practical like to think like this but then he's like it's the most practical thing because then you're just like unfazed by, yeah. <laughs> by all the all the talking of your own mind and other people talking to you yeah I guess it depends on where you come from so isn't it super practical <laughs> quite possibly yeah true <laughs> yeah man oof are you still getting into non-dualism? Uh, I haven't done as much research on it as I suppose I would have thought I would have done. Mm. I guess I tried to... Yeah, I'm not really sure on what actual practices I abide by. Um, I'll, I'll try and always have the four pillars of the diet, sleep, exercise and mindfulness. Mm. I'll always have them, I suppose, close to me as I've recognised their importance. Going back to doing my best, I'll do things I enjoy, just to put things simply. If I mm. enjoy doing something, I'll do it as often as I can. Uh, I'll guard my time quite quite closely now where I did it this week I spent three nights just by myself which I haven't done in a long long time just sat in a coffee shop reading a book and doing some writing it was amazing and I thought right okay I need to do this more often rather than being like a slave to productivity mm. I saw the quote of stop stop measuring days in terms of productivity and instead measure them in terms of presence and that's something that I'd probably been guilty of <laughs> not abiding by in the last mm. few years so I did that, just completely enjoyed my presence and wasn't bothered about how many podcasts I did or how much writing I did. Um, I do things I enjoy and guard my time in terms of like who I spend it with, what I spend it doing, how I spend the 16 chips of the 16 hours I'm given out from the 24 in a day. Those are really the things that I'm abiding by in terms of non-dualism. Not as much as I would have expected. I feel like the time, if the time comes, the time comes for me to jump further into that avenue. Mm. But we'll see. It's okay, because either way, you're still awareness. Yeah, yeah, either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm quite content. Yeah. Um, and I think you mentioned something from the book, um, The Four Agreements. Yeah. Right? I think it's chapter one that he says that one day he was outside, he was outside in the countryside at night, look at the stars and thought, like, Whatever that is, is same me, yeah, same yeah. as me. Yeah, quite a nice thought. <laughs> so then goes back. Yeah. Who the hell are you, man? Yeah. Like, who, who are you? Who am I? If the stars are you, then who are you? Who am I? I'm awareness. <laughs> <laughs> I am the best version of this. I don't want to use the word awareness again, but I can't think of a better word. The awareness of me <laughs> that I am. I'm the best version I possibly can be and I'm seeing where I'm going on this human journey. It's like, um, so we all came out of Earth, right? So is it possible that you are Earth experiencing itself? Um, could be. Like you are a conscious thing that came out, literally came yeah. out of the Earth. Is it possible that you are the Earth? <laughs> very well yeah very well could be yeah and this could go even even further right but yeah we could do, we could do yeah and I'm not yeah I'm not entirely sure how I could answer if I'm completely honest with you I'd um yeah I, I wouldn't rule out the possibility I could very well be earth <laughs> but then like not just you what if we yeah, yeah what if we are the earth like is an apple not also the tree could say so <clears throat> it comes from it right yeah but we're conscious yeah are we not a like? What what if we are like the eyes and ears of Earth? So we are Earth then. 
then then go a little then go a little further back. Where did Earth come from? Well, like matter and mm, space, possibly. Yeah. And then where did matter and space come from? There you go. Like the, the quantum soup of the universe. Hard to say. And then yeah. where did the universe come from? Yeah. From whatever the Big Bang is. And then where did that come from? That's we don't know, right? Like yeah. an infinity loop. But whatever that source was, aren't we the the conscious version of it? With our limited consciousness, of course. So we can only fit so much in our human mm, brains. Yeah, of course. Again, quite possibly. Yeah. So what if you are the source of the universe experiencing this? Then that goes back to the who the fuck is Nick? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the fun part. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to work it out on this life that we're given. Mm. Yeah. And the funny thing is that let's. Um, what about like law of attraction right do you believe in law of attraction I'd say so yeah. like affirmations and like whatever like whatever thought you have the most in your mind is the direction that you're going into uh, it makes with a feeling yeah because mm. I, I don't like the affirmation part where it's if you just keep saying to yourself I'm powerful I'm powerful I'm powerful in a very bland, bland monotone ah right yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah there has to be some kind of genuine belief and feeling yeah tied in the way i've seen yeah. like people that practice this a lot what i've seen them do is they'll say things like i'm so happy and grateful that blah 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 oh. so they because you need to throw the emotion in there so the affirmation will work right is what they say so they always say i'm so happy and grateful that and they they say what they want in the present it's like i'm so happy and grateful that i have an apartment in d2 right mm -hmm. so they, they feel it's coming it's on the way. Ah, yeah. oh, dude. Um, you know Eckhart Tolle, right? Yeah. Dude, okay. So Eckhart Tolle had a, a short clip on his, uh, on his channel that he was saying that after he became enlightened, he was talking to people in, in his living room like this, like giving talks about whatever, spirituality, enlightenment, whatever. And then he had this feeling that what he was doing was not enough because his message is, uh, would be really helpful to a lot of people. So like, then he, then he says like, then um, I spoke out to the universe, like, which is also me, right? And it's like, I want acceleration. And I said months went by and like nothing happened. And then one day he woke up and he's like, I have to move to California. And he moved to California and that's where he met Oprah and that's where his book, Power of Now, got big and there's yeah, the whole yeah. thing. And then he was like, whoa, whoa, too much acceleration. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange one, right? Yeah, yeah. Being careful what you wish for. But it's funny, it's like, even that saying, be careful what you wish for, but isn't it funny that what you wish for might come true? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that exactly interesting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it shows like the power that you can be the creator. Yeah. yeah. Or at least you can ask, right? Like Steve Harvey will be like, why are you complaining that you haven't received? Did you even ask? Yeah, yeah exactly. And why if you, you didn't ask, why yeah. don't you ask? Yeah, precisely, yeah. Or it's like when you get a lot of stuff, like, do you complain? Like, do you complain or are you grateful? Because if you complain, then why would the universe send you more yeah yeah, yeah. Right? it answers to you it's like yeah. why would it send you more if you're if you're gonna complain about it like but if you're grateful about it it will send you more yeah exactly it will just it will feel like struggles but actually it's you can just flip it yeah well, it goes, depends <laughs> on your perspective Going back yeah to what I mentioned earlier yeah oh. how, however you want to see it the book the alchemist like alchemy is supposed to be that like like the real alchemy is supposed to be that that you can get shit thrown at you and you can flip it 
into a positive, right? Because alchemy, like, according to, like, the legends, is supposed to be, like, that you can pick up rocks and turn them into gold, right? That's, like, the, what we learned of what alchemy means. But they're saying that that was a metaphor that actually an alchemist is someone who can receive, let's say, shit and flip it into a, into a positive. Mm. Just constantly. And you're an alchemist. It's like you're just on faith all the time. Ideal state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ideal state, man. Nice. And this also connects now with Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese monk, mm-hmm. that he'll say, suffering is the mud where the lotus flower blooms. I love that phrase. Like, you yeah. need the, the mud yeah. for the lotus flower to grow, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, it's yeah, necessary. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him a few times on Facebook recently, so it's quite an apt, apt analogy. Yeah. yeah. You should watch his documentary, uh, Cloud Never Dies. Yeah, definitely. Because he was here in Vietnam during the war, and he experienced the war, and mm-hmm. his friends and family, like, they, many of them died and shit, and he was here during that, and he's the nicest dude ever, and he loves everyone. How? Yeah. I'd love to say a lot of friends have told me about it, so it's definitely something I'll put myself in towards. It's like, how is he able to be so nice to everyone when he experienced that? Yeah. Shows the capacity of human potential, I guess. Yeah. To he really must like, have yeah. had some serious clarity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To at least know who we're not, I guess, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, similar to Mandela, where he, the, the whole quote or yeah. story about when he's coming out of prison and yeah, yeah, if he doesn't forgive, then he's still in prison in his own mind. Exactly, so similar to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when he noticed that the like the meanest guard in the prison, when he saw that guy be nice for, for just a few seconds, he was like, "Oh damn!" Like, so so he wasn't like evil to the core like yeah, he still yeah. had that exactly little yeah, yeah. light in him so like shit then everybody must have it then <laughs> yeah if this guy that we thought was the worst person in the world has that then everybody must have it yeah it's just layered with the stuff that we're taught yeah exactly man <laughs> cool man any final thoughts uh no thank you for jumping into this side of the chair, the chair. it's always interesting to have the questions put to me because mm. usually yeah, I have to be on my toes and think, what to ask next? So I suppose it's interesting taking a back seat. I have a few more of these coming up in the next few weeks, and mm. it'll be interesting to see what every former guest has in her or his locker of just seeing what they have for me. So mm. I look forward to seeing where it develops and looking forward to seeing what happens with the podcast, the project, and I guess both of us, what happens in the near future. Thanks very much. Before this episode, like I was thinking, what should I ask him? And they're like, wait, wait, wait. let me just ask, like, let me have like the best questions to ask Connor today, and then just not even think about it, and then just sit here. Yeah, yeah, and just see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> sometimes the best way. Yeah, yeah. Because if I didn't do that, then then while you were talking, I would be so in my head like, what should I say? What should I say? What should I say? And not yeah. even hear what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, or you could. Yeah, it's always a strength of whether to prepare or not. But yeah, fair play, man. It's like a uh, fun fact. Uh, Gandhi didn't prepare any notes for his speeches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he had the uh, awareness, he's like, it's gonna come. Yeah. And it's yeah. gonna be natural. Yeah. That's yeah. So pretty sweet about that. It's gonna be genuine. Yeah. In the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Thanks very much, man. Cheers, man.